podcast that introduces you to registered, clinical, and certified aromatherapists around the world. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm a holistic life coach and a registered aromatherapist. Join me every other week as we chat with aromatherapists and hear about their aromatic journeys and how they use essential oils in their lives and in their businesses. Friends, welcome to podcast episode number 23, Aromatic Chat with Chris Mack of Aromatic Harmony. Today's episode does come with a warning. Chris and I will be talking about his combat-related experience in Mogadishu, and we are also going to be talking about the scent and memory connection. Chris is another one of my really good friends through the Alliance of International Aromatherapists, and he is practicing aromatherapy and herbalism in Florida. Florida area, this episode is for you. Let's get started. Hi. Hey, there we go. How are you? I'm good. I saw going to school for TCM. Actually, I've, I've put that on hold for a minute. COVID has, you know, turned the world upside down. Classes went really weird. My schedule went really weird. I've elected to leave the sheriff's office. And now I'm going to go do nine months at my community college and get my LMT so I can join the ranks in our shop, fully licensed to do everything. And then I'll pick the TCM back up. The thing I found out from the Rona... You know, we're all realizing that life is short and I better do the thing that makes me happy. Stop doing the thing that makes you unhappy. That makes you miserable, right? My oldest son called soul killing. Massage therapist, huh? Well, yeah. I really like acupressure and the cupping and especially the moxibustion. And the LMT gives me the license to have physical contact and it supports us through our insurance at the shop. So it really is just another way that I can more easily modulate the aromatherapy into other mediums. I've been seeing and treating as an aromatherapist out of our shop, and it's been successful. I've had lots of success. I have lots of repeat clients and word of mouth. And that avenue of things is expanding great, but it's not going to really pay the bills mm-hmm. compared to what Jeanette makes as a LMT or what our employees are even making as hourly employees. In order to bring it up a notch, I'm certifying in all these other modalities so that you can utilize these essential oils in accurate ways. You're not really changing anything, but you've got a little bit you know, more weight behind it. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. I know that you're a veteran. What branch of service? Army. I did 10 years and I started out as an armor crewman tanker, was deployed in less than eight months to uh, Somalia. And that was my first real active duty move was going into combat. My unit picked up immediate reaction company at midnight and me being a boy scout knew I needed to be in my barracks room at midnight. At one o'clock, they alerted us because something went wrong in some made up country. I thought it was a drill. I had no idea what was going on, some made up country. And in less than six hours, I was in a C5 with my tank. For 10 years after that, I, I never made any connections. I reclassed out of armor and I went into helicopters because of it. It was just one of those things that you keep locked up. And surprisingly, why I got into aromatherapy. The shop idea started with Jeanette and her mom. Uh, They wanted to sell essential oils. And so I signed up for an intro class at Atlantic Institute. It was just before that class that I was working at the courthouse, checking people in. A lady came in, African lady, and I'm checking her in. And her perfume 
it took me right back to something I'd smelled over there. Here it was 20 years later, and I had to call for backup and go in the back hall and figure out where I was and what happened. I didn't know if it was something she was wearing or maybe it was her speech. I didn't really know anything at the time. Fast forward a couple of weeks and I'm in my beginner's class and we're passing the scent strips around. And lo and behold, I take a deep whiff of Ylang and I'm right back there again. And of course, I did not appreciate that at the time. It's not anybody's fault, but I didn't appreciate the fact that it got me like that. I uh, decided then that everything that I made for myself was going to have Ylang in it and I was going to grab this bull and manhandle my problems with it. Probably not the best idea and probably not very effective for a lot of people, but I made it work. And now it's, you know, one of my favorite things. It really was that firsthand experience knowing not just that it was an effective thing for veterans and people who have any of this smell memory uh, miswire, but you know, that leads you to the rabbit hole of all the science and why it's such an applicable thing when I just jumped in both feet. I know the smell that you're referring to. Every letter that I got from my husband, because this was, you know, you remember, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have, no. Zoom. we didn't have Facebook Messenger. We didn't have really even a phone. No, I got like a phone call every three weeks, maybe. So the letters that I got from him all had a unique smell and feeling because they'd all been blasted, you know, sandblasted basically, but they all had the very, very unique smell. I I know that smell you're referring to, and it was kind of sweet and I don't think it was Ylang-Ylang, but that's probably the closest thing. Yeah. Right. It was just that, that sweetness. Super sweet. Yes. Oh, weird. Well, Chris, first of all, I want to thank you for being there because I know that that was not an easy place for uniformed servicemen to be. That wasn't an easy place for anybody, really. It's so dangerous because it's not like you can schedule that. You can schedule times. And I still do this. I will go on a motorcycle ride or something. I have a playlist. Now, like the first two months that I was there, I had two cassette tapes. I had the Sisters of Mercy and I had Concrete Blonde and that was all I had. So, you know, I, I, I put that playlist on and I'm on the bike. So I know that nothing is, you know, around and you can just kind of be in the wind. And for me, spending some measured time there kind of whittles away at the shock and surprise of it all. When he got back, their first sergeant said, OK, guys, you have two weeks to get your together and then come back to work. That was the level of post-traumatic stress care that they got. Ours was a briefing from the chaplain. Don't punch your dog. Don't kick your wife. And, and that's the dangerous thing is at the time, I had everything securely jarred. I mean, it was locked up tight. Didn't you, Wasn't worried about it at all. That'll never come out. And then this lady comes in and I'm back. It was scary. And I, and I really felt ashamed that... Something so insignificant could put a stop to what I was doing. It really just stopped me dead in my tracks. But now, after your aromatherapy training, you recognize very clearly that scent is like the biggest thing. 
Yes. And I think that my biggest argument for all of this sense science is that it's not that something smells or that you are smelling a smell. The smell is the fingerprint of the chemicals that you've just absorbed. Your hands that you rely on are on or off. That's two switches. We, we have 390 different sensory receptors for smell. Come on. And, and it's not, oh, you smell lavender, you feel better. No, you are inhaling these chemicals. Your brain tells you what name it is so that you know. Right. But then they're in your lungs, they're in your blood, they're in your body, they're doing stuff. I tried to tell people there's a, there's a thing this big inside your nose. That's all scent receptors. Your nose isn't that big. And it's plugged directly into your brain. Yeah. I, I try to share the news that the sense of scent and smelling is science. And that it's not that you're smelling something. It's that you're inhaling something. Well, and the thing that I always come back to is, you know, when we were placed here on the planet, regardless of whether or not you believe in creation or evolution or whatever, the plants were here first. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? <laughs> Because we were going to need to interact with them. Yeah. We haven't actually started the real interview yet, but you did share already how you got into aromatherapy. We're going to go ahead and jump into the actual interview part. Chris, thank you so much for joining me. I actually don't know a whole lot about you and what you do because you don't really share a whole lot. Like we're in meetings together with AIA and you just kind of speak when you need to speak, when there's something that needs to be said. And I love people like you. Because when you say something, everyone listens. When E.F. Hutton talks, you know, <laughs> people listen. So you're like E.F. Hutton in our aromatherapy meetings. You know, when you say something, it's worth hearing. And I really appreciate that about you. But I also know like on, on the socials, you're, you're not really active. You don't share a whole lot of information. So I would just love for people to get to know you. So I'm going to give you the stage and go ahead and just share whatever it is that you would like to share with our listeners. Nobody said there would be a stage. I'm not well, ready for that. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to sit back and let you go. How's that? No stage. All right. That'll, that'll work. I'll, I'll work okay. with that. A long time ago, my grandpa gave me some advice that stuck with me, and it was never pass up an opportunity to shut the heck up. That's one thing that, that I've done. I enjoy listening to people. I have a multitude of connections and friends uh, across the spectrum of humanity. And one of the things that I appreciate about that greatly is that I can listen to them and I can appreciate their point of view. And it helps me understand everything that I have to come into contact. So I enjoy listening to people. And when people like to talk, especially if they're excited about what they're talking about, uh, what's not to love about that? If they're sharing something that they're passionate about, then let them be passionate. I'm passionate about listening to them. If there's an opportunity that arises where I think I have something that might contribute or maybe a humorous anecdote to break tension or something, then that's then that's what I feel that I need to do. And that's what I'll do. Um, but you're, you're right. I don't like to uh, interject a whole lot. And it's nothing about people. I have no problem. I am a Florida law enforcement trained and certified instructor. I've got no problem teaching people or training people. So teaching and being in front of a camera or being in front of people or large groups doesn't bother me at all. But if other people are already engaged, I also want to be polite and let them be engaged. And also, because of my current position, I'm very careful about what I put out in the forever net. 
and uh, that'll be changing soon. So I don't know if maybe I'll pick up a bullhorn and, and engage my voice then or not. We'll, we'll see. Well, thank you for sharing that. I would love to hear what are your favorite, what are your three favorite essential oils? Well, Yelang, now that we've got established a connection and an understanding and he'll never catch me by surprise again. I have a really deep fondness for cypress, that sturdy, solid, this is really good. I'll use that as a base note in almost anything for me, just because I like that that reinforcement and the stability. It doesn't carry the same smokiness as a, a vetiver. So I really, really like cypress. Boy, a third is everybody else is going to be jealous if I pick three. You know, I think I'm going to have to say eucalyptus. Okay. Not that I use it very often, but when it comes to, if you had to build, like you're on a deserted island, you have three essential oils, eucalyptus should probably be there. One of the first things I turn to when uh, I get some sinus or respiratory issues Absolutely. Or, or anything like that. So if it's your first go-to, then you, know, you probably ought to give it some problems. All right. So you have a lot of irons in the fire right now. Going back to I do. For, for, for multiple modalities. What are you really excited about right now? What's got you lit up? Well, I really, this is going to sound, well, it might not sound strange because I'll explain it. Utilizing... The trainings that I'm going to will let me be full-time involved in our shop in Plant City. That is super exciting for me. Uh, I really enjoy helping people. I enjoy the diagnostics and finding things that work and getting to know clients in a way that is beneficial for everybody. And being a part of the community that exists here is a huge thing for me. I grew up, my dad was in the park service, National Park Service. So every three years we move. So I never have had roots that were very deep. Being a business owner in a small town and able to engage and help fellow citizens of my little town. Oh, I can taste the rewarding already. It's, it's going to be great. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And when you move a lot, it's, it's hard. I, it's not that it's hard to connect, right? I don't have a hard time connecting. Nope. Because you learn to make friends quick. Right. But it's hard to develop those deep relationships, right? Those ones that are right. lasting, those ones that stand the test of time. We moved all the time. I, I don't remember anyone from my childhood. Right. And then I talked to my husband who's got like people still in his life that he remembers from three years old. Wow. Totally That's foreign. That's impressive. Right? It's totally foreign for me. Totally. So I understand that, like making those deep connections and weaving yourself into the community like that. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Where is Plant City, Florida? I'm probably one third of the way from Tampa to Orlando. I don't have the beaches and I don't have the cattle country. I just have the swamp. There's lots of farmland where we are. Plant City is the winter strawberry capital of the world. And so it's uh, it's great. It is a booming commuter community based on a agriculture center. Okay. So you've got old Southern. You've got new people looking for work. You've got millennials commuting into Tampa and even into Orlando from here. And uh, we're in a constant state of growth and developing Midtown. And right now, uh, being active participants in the Chamber and the Lions Club and different other social organizations and 
city. It's really cool to be part of this. So it's it's a pretty neat little town. That's cool. My dad's about two hours north of Tampa. He lives near Ocala, closer to Homosassa than Ocala. Okay. Homosassa is like prime scallop beds up there. Anytime I go see my dad, we have to go to Homosassa Springs because I have to see the manatees. Because they're awesome. They are. They're, when uh, when I took my kids there for the very first time, my son, Evan, who's almost 30, was like seven or eight at that time. And he goes, they look like big, giant, floating baked potatoes. <laughs> I was like, you're right. <laughs> they, you're, that, that's, you couldn't get it better. <laughs> so in your business, um, because I know you've been the aromatherapist on staff for a while, but you're just now moving mm-hmm. to the massage arena. But in your business, what would you say is the thing that's been standing in the way of achieving what you really want in your business? I think the, the, the biggest hindrance that we've had that I probably complain about the most is uh, Florida has some legislation that all but squashes the cottage industry. Mm. So I can pour from a bottle to another bottle, but I can't formulate without a massively expensive manufacturer's license and the adjoining inspections. It, it's it's tedious. We would have to to formulate our own stuff, rent a place with an address out of state, send all of the materials there in a trackable way, go on vacation to work, send everything back to the shop in a trackable way, and then receive the goods from out of state. That that's really a hassle. Or spend the massive uh, investiture of funds to get a manufacturing setup. Right. And then just, you know, do it in quality controlled kitchen. But you know, we're not to the point or desire where we want to commit that much space and money to it yet. Right. Right. When right now our bread and butter is still um, is still the massage. And then we couple that with applied aromatherapy or herbal treatments with teas and herbs and different other physical modalities like the moxibustions or the um, the reflexology. If we could, if I just magically somehow got a manufacturing license, that'd be pretty cool. But for the aromatherapy specifically, being limited to room sprays and five mils of blends can be kind of frustrating. Right. Knowing that it's so applicable in so many other ways. Wow. That's, that's terrible. Yeah, it's really a pain in the butt. So I would love to hear, and I, I bet my listeners would love to hear a story. I know you're a storyteller. So would you be willing to share a favorite client story? Okay. Let me get my little, my get my story time mat out. Go ahead. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to think of a good client story. Okay. Client comes in, older female in appearance, comes in with a walker. And right away, we have to jump to it because we've got like a little step in the front of our door. And so we rush over to the door and help her in. And she has got a lot of challenges. She's nowhere near as old as perceived. And so she starts out initially seeing uh, the massage therapist for help with pain management. And at first we were like, okay, pain management. But then something wasn't clicking through some attention to detail and a little reflexology and a very thorough intake. We started uncovering a little bit more about her history. 
certain times of year, she was constantly reminded of the passing of her husband. When we looked at some Chinese diagnostics and tongue readings and some uh, reflexology, we found that there were lots and lots of grief issues. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of broached the subject because you don't want to be too invasive. I mean, she's here for pain management. And she's like, well, whatever, I'll try anything. So we started using some different oils in the massage for her. We started diffusing some specific oils for her. In three months, there were no, there was no walker. And in six months, she's out doing stuff all by herself without any, any problems in getting around. The only thing she does is she has to carry her sniffy stick or inhaler with her because sometimes that helps her get it through. And she still sees us about every two weeks. It's nowhere near as intensive as it was. There is a line of blends that her situation inspired uh, us to create. It's been fantastic for us to see the transformation in her. She is always very grateful for our help. It's just one of those really great things. We always love seeing her come in. It's just really cool. That's amazing. I just attended a webinar that was talking about the mind, the mind-body connection. It was talking about where we store our different emotions. And of course, grief was one of the ones that we talked about. We have all these things going on in our mind and how they show up in our body is just, it's crazy. Just crazy. It's an eternal balancing cycle. Yeah. Everything is connected to everything. Yeah. And I bet she's just, she's just floored as well. I don't think she is listening, but between you and us, Sometimes I think she just comes in to see us because there's not a whole lot of work to do. That goes back to that connection that that you're weaving into your local community right there. That's beautiful. Yeah, we really love it. Well, how can people find you? Uh, we do some consults online, mostly because we've had a difficult time trying to figure out how we want to do that. We are stomping our feet that we don't want to do Zoom. And we want to find another way because... In our new correspondence culture, uh, Zoom, standing, being in front of a screen is how we're interacting with everybody now. And we're trying right. to see and evaluate what's next. What's after that? Do we just, do we go back to a phone call? Do I send a questionnaire in the mail and ask them to take a Polaroid of their tongue for me for diagnostics or TCM diagnostics? We're not really sure. So our online intakes and, and, and things like that are, are pretty limited. Other than that, we have a great local following. We are pretty regularly booked solid with lots of regulars. And that's been like that almost since the inception of the business when Jeanette started going full time. It didn't take her any time at all to build a full book. A lot of the stuff that we do is is regional. Uh, We do sell stuff online. I don't push it very hard. I'm hesitant about buying essential oils online. I can absolutely understand anyone else being hesitant. Uh, I like buying blends from people that I know. Not only does it help support them and anything that we give in our own community is great. It also, that's a a connection, not just with the oils that they've assembled, but with them because it's their intent that brought it. I really appreciate that. I will be including all of your links in the show notes so that people can find you. But before we close today, do you have anything that you would like to leave my listeners with? Any special criticisms or anything? Don't forget grandpa's advice. Okay. Never pass up an opportunity to shut the heck up. Let people talk. You'll learn so much. 
But no, I think as far as uh, words of wisdom, especially in our field, don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to think of something that others might think is contrary. Find your own way and find what suits you. Because when you're working with things that you love and that love us back, magical connections happen. Combinations and things are however you want to go about producing and, and, and working with essential oils in particular. There aren't limits as long as you're ethical and you're doing it safely. There's a, a finite amount that you have to work with. Make sure you, you explore all of it. The school that I went to was very much, uh, it's much better to know 100% of 10 oils than 10% of 100 oils. And I embrace that completely. Get to pick something and get to know it intimately. Blend the worst smelling thing that you can and then figure out how that happened. You've got to build a relationship with those little bottles because that's what transfers your intent to other people. We have to build that relationship. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Chris. Oh, you're very welcome. I so enjoyed getting to know you more, hearing your story. I'm, I'm a veteran also. I never saw combat, but I get it. You're not alone. Thank you. All right. Okay. Appreciate you so much. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to Aromatic Chat. Be sure to look at the show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's Aromatic Chat. This is your host, Melissa, your holistic life coach and registered aromatherapist. You can find me on the web at lemonbalmcoaching.com. If you enjoy Aromatic Chat, be sure to leave a review. I will see you in a couple of weeks with our next episode. Until then, peace, love, and aromatics.